Hello, and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Chris. And I'm Lindsay. And we're going to skip our usual formalities today and kind of just jump right in. Uh, September is National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Yes. And we uh, obviously have pretty pretty high stakes in this. Yeah, this is a really important topic for us. Um, and we want to first mention that this is going to have triggers for some people. Um, and we are not professionals by any means. Uh, this is just going to be a discussion of how it's affected us mm-hmm. um, and some links and ideas to help. Yeah, any sort of support. Uh, we've been getting a few folks who've messaged us. Thank you, by the way. Um, talking about finding support mm-hmm. in these kind of trying times that we're in. Yes. Whether it's support um, in just your depression or support for having an anxiety attack mm-hmm. or, as the case may be, uh, preventing suicide. I think it's important that um, because we are a depression podcast, we tackle these sort of topics that are difficult and uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yes. Um, and we're going to start, and <laughs> this is going to be a little difficult for us, but um, we're going to start by discussing the fact that we've both been personally affected. Yes. We've both um, not only been affected by public figures who have committed suicide in the past, but we've also both personally been touched by people who have decided for one reason or another to end their life. So this may not be the most lighthearted episode to jump in on. But we are. (laughs) This is something we all have to um, support each other through. Even if you haven't been directly affected by a family member or friend, And just seeing a post online about a child who was bullied to the point of committing suicide or one of your favorite public figures decided to take his or her own life. Um, This is something that I think we should not shy away from. No, absolutely. In fact, we have been such advocates for open discussion on this that it's it's kind of been an interesting roller coaster just Mm -hmm. really figuring out the good middle ground of Well, we of course want to be able to openly discuss these topics, but at the same time, we understand how genuinely taxing it is to even begin to to broach the subject with friends, family, loved ones. It doesn't matter. It is difficult to discuss this. And it's a reason for being so difficult that people don't discuss it. Yes. So So this is a safe place where we can discuss it. Yes. And we apologize in advance if in some way we um, handle this the wrong way for you personally. But we're going to do the best and be straightforward and um, really honest. So uh, uh, how many years ago was it now? Oh, man. Uh, I would say it was about um, two years. Okay. Yeah. I want to say it was about two years ago. Um, somebody that we both went to high school with, um, he'd been suffering from depression, anxiety, a number of other mental illness, uh, a number of other mental illnesses that he finally had had enough. He wrote a very haunting Facebook post 
Um, and it was from that moment that everybody came together, did everything they could to find him, because he just vanished at that point. And by the time they found him, it was already too late. He had already taken his own life. And he left behind a number of people who had questions, a number of people who had had hopes for him to find some form of respite that did not involve that ultimate conclusion. But in the end, uh, there was nothing that could be done for him. We find ourselves asking a lot of questions under those circumstances. Namely, what could I have done? What could I have done better? Where, where was I when he could have reached out and just talked to me? And finding answers for those is impossible. You can't, you can't, you can't what if yourself. You can't find yourself in a ever-ending question of but, why, or how. I think this was particularly hard for um, some of us because he had been posting online his journey through the depression and anxiety. There were times where it got a little bit better and he had made a post about how grateful he was that he hadn't taken his life um, about a year before he did. And because, again, he had thought about doing it many times. And um, so, again, the hope that everyone had that things were going to get better. And what I struggled with was I was not deeply a part of his life after high school at all. Um, I saw him almost every day, I think most of high school. Um, but afterwards, you know, we'd gone our separate ways, but with social media, you see them and you see their life and every once in a while you'll reach out and say, Hey, we should hang out sometime. And for me, what was difficult was seeing his posts on depression and anxiety and I didn't reach out. And I was somebody who... Of course, well, as you guys know, I was struggling through depression and anxiety around the same times. And the same things that he was talking about, I was feeling, um, at least some of them, not all of them. Mm -hmm. And I felt like if I, if I had only reached out, if I had, if I had called him, if I had, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it would have helped. And then I was also, um, I also felt like it wasn't my right to mourn him because I wasn't a part of his life after high school. And mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't know where I belonged. I wasn't able to make it to his funeral where a lot of people kind of came together and were able to, and I wasn't able to. And so I, I felt guilt and I felt shame and I felt confusion about it. And, um, and I think that yeah that ever present feeling of what could i have i could have done something i could have done something more and it maybe part of this in some small part is my fault um and a lot of people want to know you know why you, you hear a lot of people say well that was selfish hmm. he was so young he was in his 20s mm -hmm. um it's a that's what's the, the um, ultimate conclusion mm -hmm. you know it it became a point where, um, you know, people tried so hard 
towards the end there to do whatever they could for him, but it didn't matter at that point. He was he was too far gone. It was a particularly affecting moment for me. It just so happened that I was going through my own suicidal bout at the same time he was. I was very, very close to actually going through with it myself. But, and this is, this is something that disgusts me to a degree, but it was through his suicide that I chose not to. It was through his pain that made me realize that the pain that I felt, the pain that I didn't want to go through anymore, and that I wanted to remove myself, it was not my choice yet for me. It was somewhere that I couldn't go to, and I couldn't make that choice. I couldn't make that decision to end my life because I saw what it did. It was it you seeing how it affected everyone? It was how I saw how his death affected everyone around him. Everything that happened, everybody who came out of the that came out of the woodwork. It was a ripple effect. It was unbelievable. And what it did for me was I reached out to so many more people after it happened that I hadn't spoken to in a long time. It gave me um this moment of what are we doing? These people are so important in my life. They were such they were so impactful and I've just let them go. My priorities are wrong. And yeah. at any time one of us can go. And I want to feel like I've done everything I could to make them feel loved and make them know how important they are to me and experience the good and the bad of life together. Yeah. Um it really is kind of a it's 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 so difficult to even begin to discuss this topic like there's so many angles and thoughts and feelings that are going into what could possibly lead somebody to ending their own life you don't know everybody's story obviously and you probably never will and we're not just talking people you know obviously there's been a lot of high-profile suicides in the media, yeah. outside media, you know. Yeah. It's just something that affects everybody, whether or not we know it or not. What I have found heartbreaking and interesting is seeing the celebrity deaths and seeing how their friends who are also celebrities react to it. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of it is sympathies, but some of it is really angry and a lot of, and um, there's a lot of ranting in it. And how could you, you mm -hmm. had everything. Mm -hmm. Why would you do this? It's so selfish. And I think something to think about for everybody is if you get to a point where you want to take your own life you are in such a state of pain and guilt and misery that I don't think 
selfish is the right word. No. Sort of a segue. I've spoken briefly about the fact that I've had moments um, in my depression where I was suicidal. Mm-hmm. And I would talk about it after I'd kind of gone through that. Um, and I would be told things like suicide is selfish or your life isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, that it really infuriated me. So so I looked up or we looked up a list of things not to say to somebody who is talking to you about the fact that they have suicidal thoughts or are suicidal. Mm-hmm. Um, the top one was, how could you think of suicide? Your life's not that bad. Yeah. And I think the problem with this is just conveying that there's no understanding on your end. Yeah, no, there's absolutely no empathy involved in the phrase, your life is not that bad. It's like, well, fuck you. How do you know? How do you know what my life is? Are you living it? No. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking it, it, no. Yeah, it's not fair to say that. Um, another one is, don't you know how I how I would... Don't you know I would be devastated if you killed yourself? How could you think of hurting me or your family like that? Guilt, yeah, that's a super good way to get people to not do things. I I find that a lot of these are guilting somebody or manipulating them into feeling bad for already having terrible thoughts. Yes. That is just awful. It's literally, you're built, you, your house is sinking because the foundation was built on mud. What's the best way to fix it? Well, let's just flamethrower the bitch. This is something I was told, actually. Um, suicide is cowardly. And this doesn't make sense. Um... And it inspires, it's a shaming technique to shame yeah. somebody. It's it's psychological negging. Yeah, and if you think about it, and I am not an advocate for suicide. No. But if you're going to kill yourself, that is not cowardly. That is getting desperate. Yeah. Um, that's a scary thing to do. And I, it's that's coming from the wrong place. Don't say that to somebody. No. I think, ugh. It's it's very much exactly you're you're 100% right. It's it's desperation. It's desperation. In in its in its most pure form of you have no other way out that you can find at least none that are making themselves evident to you. Yeah. So you grasp for anything that'll ease the pain. That's not it though. How about um you don't really want to die? I always hate, and this is true not just of when I was feeling suicidal, it's true of just my mental state in general. I don't want people telling me what I think. Or want or feel. Or want or feel. I don't want somebody putting their thoughts into my thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's invasive. Mm -hmm. It's it's assuming. It's dismissive of your... It's dismissive of my agency, Mm -hmm. which is the worst of it. Like, you already feel helpless sometimes mm-hmm. like you you don't have control over your thoughts and your feelings you don't have the right to to try and tell me that i don't i already know and i feel like that sometimes like i feel like i'm not in control of my own mind don't shit your ideas down my mind throat that's an image yeah Another one that I think we've all heard is um, other people have problems worse than yours <laughs> and they don't want to die. <laughs> oh my God. 
the children are starving in Africa. Yeah, of... that kind of. Y- yeah. Comparing oh. other people who have different coping mechanisms or are lucky enough to never have had suicidal thoughts yeah. is just not helpful. No, it's not. And anybody who thinks that that's going to be a helpful technique, I'm sorry to tell you, it's Pro- not. <laughs> problems are still problems. Yeah. Um, the whole things could be worse scenario is just not, it's it's not applicable. It's, it's not, not a pissing helpful. contest. What you, what I think something that I have read a lot about and something that I've experienced is when I'm in a place where I am suicidal, mm-hmm. um, I need understanding and enormous heaps of empathy and love. If I'm brave enough to tell you that I am feeling suicidal or was feeling suicidal, that's very hard for someone to say because that's embarrassing. It's Mm -hmm. vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And then to have it thrown back into my face of, well, your life isn't that bad or things could be worse or that's really selfish. That's, that makes me shut down. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel worse about myself and actually is completely not helpful. Yeah. Could not agree more. Like take the words out of my mouth. So, uh, the Great thing about this episode for me is that I and Chris also, we researched some prevention and help um, apps and websites mm-hmm. and um, resources, basically. Yes, absolutely. Because it, one of the most important things that people, when you're, when you're feeling so down, is finding something, anything to support you, to make you feel like you're not alone, that you don't have to go through this alone. There are others out there who are not only just going through what you're going through, but they are able to talk about it in ways that maybe you hadn't thought of. The reality is, and this is unfortunate, you can't talk to everybody about this. No. You cannot reach out to just anybody about um, your depression and suicide, mm-hmm. settle thoughts. Um, and <laughs> that's something that I had to learn. <laughs> but so it is important to, for yourself... Find those resources if it is something that you go through. And um, I mean, the first step is great that you are listening to this podcast. That's yeah. wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Because um, for me, and I don't know if anybody else experiences this. I'm sure they do. I'm very embarrassed by the fact that I've had those thoughts or do. There's a lot of shame involved in it. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily even want to talk to my friends about it. I'm definitely not going to talk about it at work where a lot of people spend most of their time. Mm -hmm. And my family, I feel like it almost hurts them too much to hear about it. Not everyone, but a lot of them. So at that point, who do you turn to? Um, Professionals. Yes. So uh, top of our list is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So I'm sure you guys have all talked about call the hotline, call the suicide prevention hotline. But a lot of us don't necessarily want to call a stranger. Mm-hmm. Or they've had a bad experience with a hotline in the past. Yes. Which is something that I've encountered a few times from people just not wanting to talk to the the helplines. Either they've said that they've been disconnected from mm-hmm. or they've been rudely spoken to. And, and I've never personally had those experiences, mm-hmm. thankfully. I, I mean, I don't know what I would do at that point of just like, well, if the lifeline just hung up on me, what the hell else is there? Right. So if you hate calling in or you're worried about being hung up on, they have a chat room. Yes. So this is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and it has a chat room. Their website is really interesting. If you, it, for me, it was interesting um, because I also know people who have suicidal thoughts. There is all kinds of uh, different 
categories. So if you, um, there's youth, disaster survivors, veterans, loss survivors, LGBTQ, attempt survivors, deaf, hard of hearing. And it's tailored specifically for what you're dealing with. So if you have gone through a horrific disaster, like a flooding or an earthquake, et cetera, you're going to go through something different than a veteran. Mm -hmm. Um, And there will be people specifically tailored for that. And the great thing about this site is if you don't have those feelings, but you know somebody who does, they have a things you can say to this person and things not to say. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a whole thing of just learning resources where you can, you know, uh, stories of recovery. They have the whole prevention glossary. So if there are terms that you're unfamiliar with, you can obviously get uh, educated from them. Uh, They also have a whole list of various professionals, uh, networks that are available to them, media resources, everything that you could possibly look for is all on the website. suicidepreventionlifeline.org. We will have that in the show notes as well as the next helpline that we have, which is the crisis text line, which is, I feel equally, if not almost more important nowadays, Mm -hmm. because there's so much, um, so many people who don't want to talk on the phone or they don't want to sit at a computer. Or they can't. Or they can't, which no, is the bigger one. Yeah, if you can't talk on the phone, if you're going through a crisis mm-hmm. and you can't breathe and you can't talk or you are in a situation where somebody could possibly hurt you if they heard you talking to somebody, mm-hmm. having a resource where you can text is invaluable. Yes, absolutely. It's, and all, it, all, it's completely free, 24-7. It's amazing. And I couldn't recommend them more, honestly. It's It's... We should probably find, um, we are based obviously in the U.S. There are other international lines Mm -hmm. that exist out there. Um, We will have some resources for them in the show notes, uh, of course. But for now, um, yeah, the the crisis text line, That both of these that we've spoken about so far, you can also volunteer. Yes. If you are going through those things and you want to be there for somebody who who might need that voice, who might need those words on the other end, and you won't feel like you have the the mental fortitude to to stand up to that. There is a training. There is training There's a training involved. process. So for me, actually, I am going to look into volunteering because for me, uh, it's important to feel connected mm-hmm. and helpful. And I think hearing, and this isn't for everybody, but for me, hearing somebody going through something I have gone through or um, am going through, it it's a relief. It's an emotional relief because I feel understood and I feel like I have a different insight than somebody who's never experienced those thoughts or feelings. Sure. Um, and I, I just wanted to mention if you are somebody who, uh, struggles with suicidal thoughts or feelings, um, what's that? Suicidal thoughts or feelings? Is that? Suicidal thoughts and feelings. Suicidal thoughts and feelings. <coughs> Having a plan is so important making a plan when you're not going through that because at that point you're at a crisis yes and um taking steps to just be aware of who you are because avoiding the fact that you have depression and avoiding the fact that you might have those thoughts or feelings or dismissing it it's not going to help you having a plan that's going to help you so having people five people you can call at any time who are there for you um having uh, a website you can go on to and having a chat room available mm-hmm. to you. 
um, making having this on a sheet for yourself to remind you uh, is, is I think paramount because you're not gonna have these things in your head. You're like, I am feeling terrible, but no, you're not gonna recall this. You need a sheet for yourself or a journal mm. or something readily available on your phone, yeah. having it in your notes. Um, and which is really exciting, our next area are apps. I mm. love, I didn't even know these apps existed. I think it's magical that they have so many geared towards people like us. Yes. Um, we have three. We have tried uh, one. Uh, yeah, we tried <laughs> one, uh, I can think of at the moment, that I. it's relatively new, um, and it's called Not Okay. It is simply a resource where you sign up on their site, um, you put in five contacts from your phone. Uh, these are five people that they will then send a text message to from your contacts asking if it's okay that they be used as, like, basically support contacts. If you are having a panic attack, if you're having if you're having a depressive episode, if you are losing your grip and you need your support group, you open the app, you press one button, it sends out a text to your entire group, as well as, if you want, GPS coordinates. It will be able to tell your friends, your family, whoever you've got there, hey, I'm having a bad time right now, I need you guys, here's where I am, please help me. And they will respond in turn with either a, I'm on my way, or what's up, or I can't make it, but I'm, I'm still here with you. Those kind of things. It's, it's very amazing to me that th this is, like, this is going to grow, and it's going yeah. to get big. Absolutely. It's, it's paramount. Mm -hmm. um, the second one that I have is, it's called My Three, the number three. It'll be down in the notes. Yep. Um, this is designed for people who are depressed or suicidal, and it trains users to recognize suicidal warning signs in themselves and others, which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, it prompts... Oh, also, <laughs> we're not... Uh, promoting any of these because yeah. we're getting money or anything. <laughs> yeah, no. This is purely just because they're helpful and um, we're just spreading the word and the love. Um, but yeah, it prompts users to you to choose three close contacts that they would feel comfortable contacting when feeling particularly low. Um, it's also, it has a personal safety plan that encourages people to think through and list personal warning signs, coping strategies, and support networks, which I think is great. And the last one is, well, this is not, there are many, many more apps. This is just the highly rated ones, mm -hmm. is Talk Life. Talk Life, I chose this one because it's a peer support community and it's 24-7. It's anonymous. Um, you don't have to worry about trolls or people going in just to ruin um, the support. It is, that kind of thing is is sort of near and dear to my heart because I think it's important just to be able to talk. Yeah, there's another one similar to it. It's called Seven Cups. Um, I've actually used that app in the oh. past. Um, it was one that I completely just remembered using. Um, it was, it's very much geared towards anxiety and depression, but there's not only, um, like, you can contact anybody under whatever topic, and there will be a, a volunteer or somebody who's trained, basically, who uh, 
who can be a kind of support for that particular thing that's bothering you, whatever it is. They have a whole list of topics that you can go through. You can also volunteer to be a listener, and you'll go through a small little course and then just try, and you'll also have uh, a senior listener wow. who is kind of watching over you and your chats to make sure that you're not being abusive, right. you're not encouraging bad behavior, anything like that. It's it's very well maintenanced and and kind of understood that if you're signing up for it, you're not getting a professional, but you are getting somebody who can communicate well enough, which is great. Now, if you're somebody who doesn't struggle with depression or suicidal thoughts and feelings, um, but you have someone who wants to reach out to you that does and wants to use you as a resource, I recommend strongly that you put some time and research into how to talk to somebody while they're going through this. Mm -hmm. um, because being used as a resource specifically for this, it's kind of a big deal. And if you can't deal with it, that's okay. Just be honest. Mm -hmm. Because the last thing that you want to have happen is you say, yeah, yeah, absolutely I can because you don't want to piss them off or hurt them. Mm -hmm. They come to you while they're in the middle of a crisis and you can't handle it. You don't yeah. want to handle it. You're in the middle of something else or whatever the deal is. That's fine. But just like we always say, communicate. Yes. Um, and But if you do want to be a resource, like all of these websites um, have different trainings or um, just hot tips, tricks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be a support, a support human. Yeah. Be a support human. <laughs> don't, don't be an abuse human. Be, be a, a support, support human. human. Um, and... Definitely, if it gets to a point where there's a huge issue and there's a huge problem, you need to know what numbers to call if this person mm -hmm. needs to get professional help right then, right now. Yeah, that's one thing that we we haven't discussed really on this podcast, and that is if you know somebody is going to hurt themselves, if you know that something bad is going to happen to them, you got to call the cops. You can't let them do that. And if you know you're going to do something and you don't want to reach out to somebody you know, you can call and get yourself um, put into a 24 to 72 hour hold. My mm -hmm. friend did that actually. And she called me to come pick her up after all that had happened. Mm -hmm. um, and that I think is very brave and very self-aware. It can be... There's a lot of stigma surrounding it yeah and that's that's something we also need to get past because you are actively looking for help at yeah. that point you have to be able to take that with a grain of salt if anything just that yes there will be people out there who will not be willing to give you the support you need but you know what there's people out there who don't like chocolate and they don't like puppies so they suck <laughs> well, that's what we're saying they suck so don't surround yourself with people who are <laughs> nasty, not chocolate lovers, and not puppy havers. Just kidding. If you don't like chocolate, we still like you. I mean, we still like you, but if you don't like puppies, I don't know. There I might don't be something. know. I don't know about you. <laughs> we digress. Yes. Um, um, we do want to say also that for the uh, we, we are going to look at more of these apps in the future, and when we've had more time to kind of get you know used to them and understand them and really try them out... I think we'll come back and we'll discuss more of them in more depth. And how they affect, not just like a commercial for them, but actually discuss how they helped us. Yes. And what we were going through at the time when mm -hmm. they helped. 
Um, also, a few things. We're going to try float tanks. Yes. Um, we're going to... Well, we're, yeah. float tanks, also known as sensory deprivation. Mm -hmm. uh, we will also be doing uh, a few other potentially kind of, I would say, alternate uh, yes. forms of therapy for depression, anxiety, and the like. Um, one of which... Um, acupuncture, mm -hmm. which aromatherapy, aromatherapy. Um, and there's also one that, uh, a friend of a friend does called sound neurogenesis. Mm -hmm. It's a relatively new one. Now, uh, we're going to try and tackle these all as scientifically as possible, just because the I'm, I personally, Linz, I, I don't know if you agree. I'm very science minded and I don't want to do something if I don't know if there's some sort of science backing it. I am of the mind that sometimes medication and therapy isn't enough, or if you don't want to do either or one or the other, and there's lots of resources and things that could help you. So trying these, talking about our experiences, they're going to affect us differently because we yes. have different kinds of depression and different personalities. Everybody's depression is different. Yeah. So anyway, that's some stuff to look forward to. Um, Again, we just want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast, giving us feedback. Mm -hmm. This was um, a wonderful month. Please look up. There's all kinds of hashtags and stuff of, for the suicide prevention um, mm -hmm. and how to reach out to people. It's so important that we spread empathy and awareness and help each other out. Yes, absolutely. And um, helping each other out also, I, we want to stay in contact with you guys as much as possible. Yes. So please... Follow us on Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, like the Facebook page, and if you want to send us something directly, you can always email us at mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. Those are all the best ways to just get a hold of us. <laughs> and we'll get back to you pretty much right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As Chris, Chris as is possible. really great about that. <laughs> well, I'm trying. I'm very active on the Instagram, so if there's somebody who's going to talk to you on the Instagram, it'll probably be me. <laughs> Hey, buddy, me too. But yes, but Lindsay also speaks. <laughs> Sometimes. What are we doing? I don't know what we're doing. Let's, let's delete that, all of it. <laughs> yep, we're deleting it. Okay. Okay, guys, thank you so much again for listening. And as always, don't, don't tell, tell us, us to just, just get over it. it.